Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. How are you doing? I'm good, yeah. I know. Are we talking into this now? Yeah, we can look into that. That kind of looks cool when we, because we can see as I look at you and you look at me. It's a weird kind of Is that of because thing. people at home will think we're, you know, connecting with them? Something like that. Yeah. And uh, I don't like do I don't like the podcast. Everybody's doing podcasts. And I was working with people about a year ago and, you know, and then I tried to get in touch with uh, Stuart Lee and he just said, oh, I, I'm tired of doing podcasts. And then it just totally made me not want to oh, do you that. Oh, you wanted to see if Stuart would do an episode of your podcast? Yeah, but I mean... But no, podcasts are, they're all over the camp. I have had, <laughs> I've had requests from people do, okay, everybody listens to this, right? Famous people are supposed to do podcasts, all right? <laughs> That's who does podcasts, right? It's a showbiz thing. But no, I'm after getting like requests from Anto from the Flats, yeah. uh, Deco Healy, uh, Mary from Longford. So podcast is no longer a, a thing anymore, is it? Yep, and, and I guess it's the easiest way to create content. You know what I mean? I'm just... yeah, but this way's better. Is this a new pod? What we call this old pod of you? Oh, this is, this is, it, my, my issue, with, and I've said this a few times, is that I'm not a good interviewer. And, and it's not natural for me to do this. Well, but I want to become a good interviewer. But the problem is, even in social situations, I'll, I'll be talking to you, but I really just want to hear what I want to say. Yeah. You know, and then you'll be answering me with something that's a great deal more interesting than what, what I want to say, and I'll be interrupting you. It's awful. Well, when I was doing, um, I did the Graham Norton show, right? Okay. Did you get that? When, right. did, you, <laughs> when, when, when did you do that? Well, I'm, 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 well, do you know what I want to do? Actually, you could be good with this, which I'll do another, another, another day, is I want someone to interview me about my whole career, all the different things so that I'll be able to remember them. But I've had loads of car crashes, which are hilarious. Car crashes? As in, like, the Graham Norton show was a total car crash. When did you do it? Oh, it's years ago. Okay. About 2015, 14. But people... Don't never knew it was a car crash because they just once they see you on there they go oh wow see you've got a Norton yeah, show yeah, yeah. they've no idea what I said though which was nothing well 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 it seems like it seems that Joanne McNally went on the fucking Jonathan Ross. Jonathan Ross yeah and well I don't know was that the reason but she really skyrocketed so it mm. does seem uh, in terms of you know she's selling loads of uh, venues well, she right place right time for Joanne there with that one. 
Well, but but what I'm saying is it does seem that if you if we as Irish people can get recognised mm. and established in the UK, then 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 the Irish audience, like I mean, you're a perfect example. She she yeah, she be getting British people, not Irish people. Well, to, to, no, I mean, to, like she sold out in Vicar Street, like oh, ten yeah, nights in a row. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. How do no, you mean she, she's getting? No, when she does her British gigs, she won't have Irish people at them. She oh yeah, won't have British people at them. Yeah, that's how it works. But when I did, and it's great, and it's great for her. But there's nothing in it for me. No, you see, Dave, you see, that's, is that you trying to be her? <laughs> but, but <laughs> it's you, exhausting when you see, cause I mean, I, you're I, not, you, you don't seem to be the jealous type, Jason. No, because I, it's, I, I, it's I, exhausting. I, but you've never been, sorry, Jason. No, it's okay. See, Dave's doing that thing now. Go on. He's not listening. I know. But he is listening. He's listening, but he's trying, yeah. Trying my best. No, I, uh, I remember a comic coming up to me. We won't name him. <laughs> and he said to me, Des Bishop. No. And he, no, no, and he said to me, he said, uh, right, when you were this age, you did really well in Edinburgh. Okay. And then when you were this age, you sold out that, those figure streets. Oh, and then you got on the Royal Variety Show. And he was literally doing my career to his age. So when he got to my, these different ages of my life, mm. he thought he would just be in these slots. Right, right. Which is insane to try and do yeah. that. So what you do with Joanne is you look at Joanne and you go, oh my God, fair play to her, brilliant. I mean, I've already been all down there. Mm. I've been, I've done shows in the West End, did all that stuff. And then it's just, you know, it's Joanne's goal now. Oh, well, I mean? listen, I've never genuinely met anyone. Oh, I've met a few people as hardworking and determined mm. to get to where she wanted to go. Yeah. So fair fucks to her. She's funny though. She is very funny. <laughs> it's like how people always go, oh, it's because she's a woman. I go, no, she's No, no, funny. she's funny, yeah, yeah. She did a gig uh, with us in the arena for um, John Bishop, uh, the Sean Cox thing. And she was class at that. Mm. But the one thing I did, one of my characters, which was the Graham Norton thing, I went on and you see, that's where a show like that can really be helpful to a comic. But he met me backstage, Graham did, with Grena Paltrow. And me standing there with Jeffrey Rush, right? And, Jesus. and Lady, he goes, Lady Gaga's on tonight. He goes, listen, listen, Jason, I know you're the comic, but it'd be really good if you didn't slag her or didn't do that thing where you butt in all the time. But that's the comic's job. And I went, oh my God, Graham, this is my first time on here. That, and he goes, please, because she just shut down and shut up. So I literally wasn't able to say anything. Right. And yeah. so when I was talking, which was really weird, I don't know if Graham does every guest, was kind of, because what happens to me, I'm a bit like you, a bit like a comic, is that, when I'm somewhere, I'm elsewhere, right? Mm -hmm. So when I was on the Graham Norton show, <laughs> I was just watching the Graham Norton show, but I was on the couch. <laughs> so I was sitting there going, holy shit, there's Lady Gaga. Right. Oh my God, there's Jeffrey Rush. But I was there with them, but yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. And I watched Graham, and Graham asked me a question, like, I only, and it was just, I made a bollocks of it. It was just a silly story that wasn't funny enough. I'm going to show you the clip that Jason is talking about. He did very well. On the, on, on the, I was going to say the Jason Byrne show, did very well on the Graham Norton show. I think for most comedians, they would have thought they did really well. But I think maybe Jason is kind of used to these really fucking explosive laughs that he gets in his fucking live shows. And also um, on the show, he, he literally was only given a few minutes because fucking uh, Lady Gaga basically took over the whole show. And good luck trying to do fucking jokes with Lady Gaga because there was a moment... When in in the show when Graham Norton was really 
heaping praise on Lady Gaga. So, the last single, Born This Way, number one in 17 countries, 69 million singles sold, 23 million albums, just the one album, 23 million of them sold, highest grossing tour ever for a debut album, a billion views on YouTube, the most downloaded artist in history, and according to Time magazine... She had this look in her face that I've only seen a few times in my life, on <laughs> human faces, and one, one was in a film called Apocalypto, where there was an Inca who has been treated like uh, a god. And that's how Lady Gaga was looking. I mean, that level of, I don't know, self-belief or fucking delusion. The most powerful person in the world. <laughs> You're 25! It was nice to see that Jeffrey Rush acknowledged how brilliant Jason is because it was revealed in the show that uh, he went to one of Jason's shows in Australia. It's just my shows have just turned out to be events, you know? They're not, it's not just stand-up. The stuff that happens has just gone nuts. He's crazy. I just, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's a throwback to the golden age of vaudeville. He's, he's a genius like Tommy Cooper. First of all, just let me preface this. I first saw Jason Byrne in 1996, and I was just starting off in comedy. And I saw, you know, I was late in live, and I saw all these comedians come on. And then Jason came on. And, well, I remember... Now, this is 96, so I remember... I think it was 96 or 97 or something. Yeah. And you were using the, uh, the, the monitors at the front of the stage, and you were pretending they were like a ski slope, and you were jumping on them. So, like, it was... And, and there was all this physical comedy stuff. So it was the difference between all these guys going, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. and then Jason came on, and it was like, I don't know, a fucking explosion. And that yeah. sort of laugh-out-loud, crying type of laughter that mo a lot of comedians don't get... But it did fucking uh, blow me away. And as a result of all those type of really great uh, performances, you're the biggest selling act in Edinburgh. And I don't think a lot, I don't know if a lot of people know that or give a shit about it. Mm. But I mean, Edinburgh is the biggest comedy festival in the world. So it's such, I mean, it's such a fucking achievement. It's unbelievable. So there you go. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, it is. It is. And I've done lot, lot, somewhat much of a cool shit. Yeah. But the. Uh, um, yeah, but then I'm just so critical of myself because you know if I if, if you fuck up one thing you think oh but then again someone said well first of all can I say Jeffrey Rush who is the nicest man in the fucking world right he's he as he could it probably didn't suit my comedy to do something like that do you know what I mean because at that time I was very physical and I needed to be up and moving but, but what is what is fucking amazing is that people don't understand that if you get comedy wrong people people will really dislike you or so, mm. and I mean I'm talking about when you're doing it on stage in a club and if you don't get it right and if you fuck up um, well, you, you will, people, well I've found that the people it, they, re, they don't is, dislike you they're, they're uncomfortable for you well well no this I think there's let's say there's a spectrum in comedy and mm. say David O'Doherty is there so you're you're there and I'm over there or something and the people who like David O'Doherty kind of hate me or something. No, I because wouldn't use the word hate. <laughs> no, can I just say, hang on, hang on. They're going to a comedy club, and especially in Britain, I've seen them watch all ranges of comics in one night. And they just like this one better than the other one's more their style. And, mm. they, and you see them all arguing with each other at the end because they like the other fella better than the other fella because they all got different tastes. Right. What I mean, they're yeah. never going to hate you, Dave. Uh, they do. Well, they. I. I, I it think. Depends what you've said to them. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think people don't. <laughs> Should I, I call them cunts? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. 
But I, I think that people don't understand how dangerous it is mm. to get it wrong. That's all I'm saying. Maybe hate is a strong word, but I mean, oh. uh, people think it's odd. Oh, you know, a lot of actors, they, I think comedy is just a piece of piss, but they don't realize, oh. like, I don't know how hard you work on the stuff that you do. But certainly sometimes if I'm doing a post or a story or something, I'll, I'll do like you know, 20, 30, 40 takes, just trying to mm. get it right. I no, well, well, I'm doing my own little sketches now that I've been doing. That does take fucking ages. Because mm. I have to keep doing them, tripping them up and getting them right. But the, I remember my my uh, promoter, Ed Smith in Edinburgh, and he said, why don't you put your set list up on the uh, on the back of the wall or something? Can you, will you just let them know that you actually do write all these <laughs> shows? And I went, yeah, I do. I says, but I don't think they know. I think you come on, they think you just make it up. Yeah. And there's obviously bits that I am making up when I'm talking to someone or whatever, but the rest was very structured. So I did a show, which was one of my favorite shows, which was, um, uh, you name the show. I let people in the audience have whiteboards and they name the show, but I had a big wheel with my set list on it. So I used to spin it and I spun it and it was the best entrance I ever had, by the way. It was, you know, the wrecking ball, Miley Cyrus. Yeah. That's, that's, I was one of the first heads to do it. I came in like a But I came out over the from the back over the Edinburgh audience towards them, right? And I'd get off, and I'd get an audience member to come up and spin the wheel. Yeah. And it would say finale, start, women, oh, anything, brilliant. right? Yeah, yeah. So they spun it. I I did the oh yeah, it said entrance as well. In one show in Edinburgh in an hour, I did the entrance six times. I landed on entrance. Oh, and brilliant! Just I and I had to stick to the rules. <laughs> And they fucking loved it because they could just see it going to entrance for the sixth time. Gone, so I had to get up on a ladder, onto the ball again, get out of those clothes, back into the clothes, and then I had to do the finale. In, they love, in that's the a, that, yeah, it's that's 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 so in the moment. It, that's yeah. the you know the high point of, of perfection of comedy. It's organized chaos, is what it is. Yeah, and also um, that's. When people, it's a compliment when people think you're just it's it's off the cuff because you're making it because you're you're so at ease in well, the moment. Well, just so I don't forget, but that's what comedy is. When because people, when it looks hard, that's normally a new comic mm. who you're kind of and people go, oh geez. But when something looks seamless, then you're really good at it. I see some comedians and they get an out laugh, and they're delighted with themselves, <laughs> and then they, they, and then they 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 just cruise for the. But you're you you you're like uh, desperate for giant laughs or something, are you? It's will you do anything or not? I remember an old girlfriend of mine and her dad saying to me, "You're a worker bee. You'll always be a worker bee." Yeah. And I went, "What's that mean?" He goes, "You'll always whatever you do, you'll always work as hard as you can at it." And that's just my energy. And so when I go on the, when I go on the stage, and again, I'm not on the stage. That's me, and then I'm off looking at myself. I'm not even you know yeah. enjoying the moment. And it's I do a show that hard because I think that's what I'd want to be seeing okay so I'd be going I paid money into this it better be good and I want people to know I made a huge effort where you know along the years I've learned that there's no need to make such a massive effort so I've actually slowed down physically about 50% I'd say from I used to do this really walking around the mad and, and you know what sometimes yeah. you have to look back at yourself when you're making DVDs and it's just horrendous because you know when you hear yourself you're just like even when we look back and this we'll think we're a pair of no bugs. no no yes but no no talking and even when I'm talking I go what are you talking about like and I mean when, then, when the and what gag you've just done oh you just fucked it up but I remember being in a, a dressing room with Sean Hughes remember Sean uh, Sean yeah, yeah yeah Sean who died uh, when five years five ago five years ago maybe alcoholism was it yeah 
Oh, and at Sean Hughes's funeral, we were there, and Sean Hughes's brother got up and said, um, there was loads of people there. Like everybody it was like a crematorium all outside and everything. And he said, uh, I assume most people here have had an argument with Sean. <laughs> Because if you happen did, to, did he did he get know. quite curmudgeonly at, at coming up to the end or something? What well, he always was. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was. He loved the old row. Okay. But he was a great fellow. Okay. But so he said to me, I was prancing up and down the dressing room. I don't know where I was with him. Might have been Brighton or something doing a festival. And anyway, prancing up and down, and Sean's watching me with a fag in his hand. <laughs> he's going, "What are you doing, man? What are you doing?" And he goes, and he goes, "Sit down, sit down, sit down." He says to me, he "says How long are you doing stand up?" And I said. I don't know, this was probably like, I don't know, 15 years or something. And he goes, okay, how many times have you died in your arse? And I says, I don't know, when I started out, probably five proper deaths. And he went, right. And you've done hundreds of shows and you've been, and you've, so they were a success. I went, yeah. And he goes, right, well then you're good at comedy. Now sit down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> right? So I stopped prancing up and down dressing rooms since that day. Okay. I just went, I, I just think that getting myself up into a frenzy would help. Mm. And it doesn't help. And that's most things in life. And when also, you get seven to a frenzy, you can't think straight. Well, also, Jason... Uh, uh, sorry, I'm just... Uh, you don't mind me smoking that, do you? No, why would, right. I wouldn't want you to smoke fags. I used to sit in the shed at my dad's as he blew cigarettes out. Was, did your dad have a good work ethic? Or <laughs> did you, does your dad... Or... No, he's dead. That's really, he's trying to work it out. <laughs> is your dad, is he dead? Is he dead? Is your dad, is he dead? Is he dead? <laughs> Yes, he is. Yes, he's dead. Yes, he's dead. <laughs> so, no. What? My dad's, no, my dad's no, no. life. That's why I used to go, what are we all fucking doing? My dad sat in a shed with fags and whiskey. He retired at 55 because he worked for Guinnesses. And basically, as my dad said, there were seven fellas around one button. They didn't need them anymore. Okay. And I thought my dad retired at all. Because he used to make barrels, like Cooper. You know, I thought he'd go and teach people how to make barrels. And I used to ask him all sorts of things. Like, what are you going to do? Like, play golf? And he goes, nope. <laughs> what are you going to do? He goes, nothing. He did nothing. He just stood, sat in the shed, met his mates up in the pub, and went for his medication in James' Street. And that's what he did. But his heart, I used to say, I think his heart used to be twice a year. He was that laid back. Jesus. But so there was no fucking, none of this manic shit with my dad. But did, does he, did he not feel the need to just give himself a, a, even an illusion of a purpose or something no. to... that's what is so weird. But he, yeah. but he was loving it? Loving it. Okay, well like then. He, No, it was his life, yeah, he loved it. And um, he used to, he didn't understand why people got so stressed and all. And <laughs> What he used to do, this is a good trick. So how, where did you get that work ethic from? That, that you know, like really... My mother oh, had more mom? of that okay. in her because she was a professional ballroom dancer. Okay. So she went to London. Is that right? Okay, well, that makes sense with you and your showing yourself. And, well, just your physicality. Yeah. You're, you're very... You, Could well, be. Well, yeah. well, I have had people say it looks like I'm dancing sometimes mm. up there talking or clownish. So Mam was a ballroom dancer and she moved to London and studied there in Soho. Okay. And was a, a dancer there. Then she met me dad when she came home on her breaks at uh, Dublin. Mm -hmm. And me dad didn't like dancing. No. No, not into dancing. And uh, but he worked for Guinnesses, and in those days that was like winning the lotto. If you married a fella from Guinnesses, because your mortgage was sorted, your medication for life, my man still gets it for free, all dental, everything. Guinness. Except you ended up marrying a, a bit of a what? 
Like, you know, my mum was like, my mum was dancing in Blackpool and everything. And she comes home to a fella and goes, I don't like, don't like dancing. Um, uh, J- Jason, you, like, I'm, I'm kind of riddled with every human defect. I'm full of jealousy and I'm full of this. And, well, not so much, not as bad as I used to be. I'm wiser, a little bit wiser. But you, you, you're not that type of guy in the comedy world. You, you don't seem to fucking get, get involved and, in, you know, falling out with people and, uh, cliques and hanging out with those people and thinking that I mean you seem to be a bit more emotionally intelligent or in, in or something or I never I mean I used to just is it just I because never, you, you work so hard and you've got your own thing going and you don't buy into all the their cons and that type of comedy isn't good for you know well one thing I used to say to new comics was uh, you're not gigging for other comics you're gigging for the audience so don't gig for other comics what that, does that mean? Well, often you go into the comedy store in London and the lads would be like, oh, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. And they'd be like trying to... Uh, impress each other. Well, it's not even impress each other. You've got to be very careful with them. They're almost trying to throw you. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you'd, you'd go out and obviously, obviously when you go out to the comedy store and you do a gig, nobody in the dressing room listens to you. They pretend they do. Mm. <laughs> and then you come back in and you go, oh, great gig, man, mm. but no one's listening. But I never really got into any gang because I was always moving back and forth to... Uh, Dublin every time I was gigging in London mm. and, I, and as a comic you do move around on your own even though you end up in a club with a few comics but you're doing your 20 and leaving to the next you could do up to three or four gigs a night when I was in London well Jason you know when, when I first saw you like I was so enamoured so blown away by these comedian, comedi- comedians uh, like John Hegley and fucking mm. Simon Munry yeah. yourself Tommy Tiernan but um, I was so, uh, I felt so less than you guys, clearly, because I hadn't done any fucking work, hadn't done it. But I wanted to hang out with you guys, but I didn't have the confidence, so I'd fucking this is get... This 96. 96, 97. 97 and I'd fucking get drunk and be, turn into a fucking idiot and asshole yeah, and ruin any potential of friendship with all these people. So did you uh, not, were you not blown away? Were you not a big fan of certain comedians and mm-hmm. you wanted to hang out like a fucking Egypt? But, no. Or, or you, you see... So, I, so, I, always so had, I always had a lot of confidence, even as a kid. Mm. So I only ever, I never, I was never jealous of other children or anything. And I just thought I was fantastic. Mm. <laughs> but I, I wasn't like going, oh, I'm it fantastic. Was, you were I just very, quiet, quietly. I was happy in my own skin. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I didn't want to be like anybody else. I don't need to be like anybody else. And like, um, like I think I, the first I, TV when, appearance uh, at that, that illustrates that was when, was it with uh, Bill Murray and you were sitting in the oh, audience? Yes. Was yeah. that the first time you did that? I was never on telly in my life. Like, that was it. And, and so you were playing this kind of... What well, what, ha- what happened was we were, we were uh, we got tickets to Kilkenny. <laughs> Who did? Uh, we were, we were we, me and PJ and all the few okay. of us, we got tickets. Well, I think I might have been playing Kilkenny the first time that okay. year. Right. Which is about 97, 97, right. I don't know. And Bill Murray was playing the thing. That's right. And they said, whoever, if anybody wants to go to the Late Late Show, we have a couple of tickets, we're only going to see Bill Murray. And I went, well, can I go? Mm. Well, yeah. And I, so I got me dad's tie and I went in on my own to the Late Late Show. I never even, <laughs> I didn't even know where the studios were. I mean, I'd never gone in. So I went in and had a demand. goes, yeah. So we, I kind of played this character with the glasses and all. I stayed like that. And it was in the, you know, the hold, there's a holding bit where they hold the audience having wine. And I'm on my own. I don't want to do it. You've got some fucking balls. So in I go, do you know what it is? I love it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Challenge, I think that's what it is. So in I go and I'm sitting in the audience and Gay Byrne came out and he said at the break, before Bill Murray came out, he goes, now if anybody here has any questions, just put your hand up when uh, and but keep it up and I'll get to you. Yeah. So <laughs> there was two elves in was They're probably dead now. Yeah. You'll see them in the footage yeah. as well, looking at me like terrified. Yeah. Gabriel went, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Murray, and I just went like this, <laughs> and I'm like this for ages. <laughs> and if there's longer footage anywhere, if anybody has it, you'll see Gabriel trying to interview Bill Murray, and he's constantly <laughs> looking up, and I'm going like this. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, eventually uh, he goes, uh, oh right, uh, question from the man in the back there. I says, yes, uh, Bill. Um, I love Ghostbusters and all that stuff and Bill's going yeah and I went and anyway so I'm into like uh, possessed uh, humans and uh, animals and stuff I said something along those lines yeah. I said anyway we didn't have much just much, much luck with uh, possessed uh, humans so we went to kind of mad cows yeah, and stuff yeah, I said yeah. that kind of silly stuff but I did I remember him being very tickled by it anyway no he was kind of yeah. watching him but the gay born didn't know if he set him up and he wasn't sure okay. the gates so right, right. who set who up and then I said, anyway, because the, the motto of ghost, or Ghostbusters catchphrase is, we ain't afraid of no ghosts. Mm. They're like, nah, meow, meow. So I said to Bill Murray, that's why it's one of my biggest claims to fame. I said, Bill, have you ever seen a ghost and where are you frightened? Right? <laughs> and he just went, well, and he's trying to think of something. And then he just goes, yeah, well, we were in Rowley's Bistro and the waitress took our order and then she disappeared like that. Right, and of course, right. the Late Late Show audience were like yeah, talking, yeah. loving yeah. it, and looking at me going, now. Yeah. So the big thing was I wanted to get out of there afterwards before anybody copped that I was like messing. Okay. And fucking Gay Byrne at the end of the fucking show. He goes, this is the 40th anniversary, I don't know, some wank. Yeah. Um, and you're not going home. You're all going on buses to the Shelburne. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to sit on a bus no. and stay in character. It's so funny, Jason, because, well, it, the, the fact that you had to stay in character, but like it just shows you how long ago that was or the, oh. the kind of innocence and... Oh, the delight of going in a bus to the fucking Shelburne. Yeah, but I got there anyway. Oh, yeah. And it was, now it's like one in the morning or something, and I'm trying to get out of there. So I had to ring my mum and dad, and my dad had to collect me. <laughs> and he goes, he actually me, he goes, yeah, fucking eat. <laughs> he goes, what? And he goes, you see, we, me and your mother are watching the late, late, and who pops <laughs> up? But fucking you? <laughs> he didn't even know I'd gone there. Did you think it was funny? He did, yeah. Oh, we were brilliant. laughing our heads off. So, oh, brilliant. I've done like, so loads of mad shit like that. Uh, one of the best things, well, I've seen a few of your performances. One of the best things was, and, and my cousin, Ryan Tuberty, was interviewing you, and you brought out uh, these blinds. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, Jesus Christ, he couldn't talk. But it, 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 was, it's just per it was perfect. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. But I'll tell you about like, the Late Late Show, people don't know, and a lot of shows yeah. like Graham Norton is I always describe it as uh, the Death Star, you know, Star Wars. So in Star Wars, they had to hit the bombs. They had to drop their bombs right down that hole. And if they missed it, they had to go around again. 
that's what those shows are like. You only have one second or three, two or three seconds to get your bomb down the hole. Or you miss it and then you don't have a good interview. But that's what I'm saying. You're saying that that's exactly what I was saying earlier on. Like mm. people don't understand how fucking potentially fucking dangerous it is. Oh yeah, it is. So I mean, do you know, I, do you know, do you know I So, well, you're, t I, why I, are you saying it wasn't then? Fucking, fucking, huh? <laughs> no, it's very sad. <laughs> no, no, but you, I was saying how people don't understand how dangerous it is to get comedy wrong, and then you and you were saying, oh, I don't know what you were. No, no, to listen. What I said well, with, the, with, with the blinds, I got it very, very right. Yes, but you don't, and because it's live television as well, you don't have much time, mm. and so to tr it has to be a very, it has to be almost like a perfect storm to get it right so quick. Do you know what I mean? And. It's like doing stand-up when you get on stage, they want you to be funny straight away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you see the difference, if I can say to the patronizers and people on thing, you know, there's there's laughs and then there's kind of the the laughs that Jason goes for and gets a lot of the time are like it's like at a soccer match where there's screams and, and like ah you know. Yeah, and it's I, it's I, so I, it's so in it's, it's frenzied. So, it's so intoxicating. Well, that's the great thing about with the stand-up was that yeah we're trying to we were trying to play rooms with like a few people in them mm. they're hard because laughter is contagious and everybody gets together mm. and i'm playing these rooms they're all big and everybody's loving it and yeah and i love i love just bringing people along that journey and then but then they leave and they don't really know what the fuck happened and so yeah and <laughs> they always do I that know, but it's they always go what was that? what was that about? i don't know no it's what it's it's very amazing and that idea of like you you just said where you you, you take 170 people out and you hide them you did it you did it a lot of that in edinburgh didn't you taking yeah. the audience to different places and well that was fucking burning crack a woman just went i'll never forget though was a, a woman did go to the loo and i just went here let's hide and that's an old Billy Conley uh, right. thing that he did yeah. somewhere, I don't know where he did it. And he was, he was talking to 5,000 people. Okay. And went, oh my God, let's hide. Of course, they all laughed. But I went, let's hide. They all looked at me and gone, hello. And I went, no, no, let's hide. So I kicked open the exit door, which was right on the stage. Mm. And 169 <laughs> of them all got into a laneway and we closed the door over. And the, we left all, they all left their coats and bags on. Right. But the woman came back in <laughs> and she looked around. And she thought she was in the wrong venue. And she walked back out again. But then she came back in and she had the most bizarre thing. She just sat down in her seat on her own. Right. And I kicked up the door and went, surprise! And she nearly fucking <laughs> But how did then, you know? Were, were you... I could see her. Oh, right, right. No, but it, I, I don't know if you've ever seen 169 people and me yeah. try to look through a crack. <laughs> they were all like this in a big laneway, all going, <laughs> and they're all trying to look down. The guy's going, "She's back, she's back." Yeah, yeah. And then we went through and out, and then of course it took another ten minutes to see. Yeah, it's things. fucking amazing. And you only have an hour for the show. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up doing no show. Yeah. I mean, the show that was the show. When did you start doing? When I mean, when when did you hit that point where you were the best selling? In, in Edinburgh, like how many years that you'd been going? Okay, so what happened was in 1996, I went over and did Sorry to Take Your Funny, came second to the Tommy Tiernan. What's happening there? No, I was just saying that. Came oh, yeah. Oh, okay. came second. Oh, not, not the, the Perrier? No, no, this is Sorry to Take Your Funny. Was that before the Perrier? Yeah. Okay, because Tommy, Tommy won the won. Perrier, and I saw him that year, and he was head and shoulders above everyone. No, he was funny. And even though Ed Burns' family had all cigars on the table, which was even funnier. What does that mean? They were ready to celebrate Ed's win. Oh, right. Oh, was he, was he nominated as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But he was brilliant, though Ed had been there loads. Tommy yeah. was just this newbie that nobody yeah. knew. And I was sitting with Tommy then. Okay. We, we didn't give a fuck. We were just getting a free drink. We weren't even listening to This the, was at the Perrier thing? Yeah. We, didn't even, we weren't even listening. 
And they, he goes, ladies and gentlemen, I could see the, like all the other acts just waiting to be called. And Tommy was just talking to somebody else. And they went Tommy Tiernan and Tommy thought they were asking him something else. And he looked up and then he looked at me and I went, I think he won. Jesus. And he went, what the fuck? Why did I win? That's so amazing. And he went up and he got it. But well, I'd seen I'd seen a lot of acts that year and mm. he was fucking amazing. And he was yes. he's different to the way he is now. He, he wasn't as I know he does the roaring and shouting, the quiet and shout. He wasn't. It was just very straight stand up. It was incredible. No, he's a beautiful stand up. I love watching him. Amazing. He did do an amazing thing in the Vodafone Comedy Festival. And he came on stage. I thought that's just brilliant. And he just had his he had his hand in the air and he wasn't saying anything. And he had the mic like that. And the whole place just went totally silent. And the only time he'd get away with this and he went, Women, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. whole place yeah. couldn't stop laughing. Women clapping him. Yeah, yeah. Just a simple little... But the yeah, command yeah. that he... I had. know, but it's perfect. He's Yeah, it is. And I, so I'm still a comedy fan. I always was. I yeah. love going to see them all. And to say like the jealousy or whatever, you can't live like that. Because you'll see, like, because Tommy started with me, you know, Darrow Brin started mm. when I was, Ed was in a different place, you know. And well, that. maybe because you got successful fairly quickly that, I mean, mm. certainly when I got a bit of success with the Savage Eye, the, mm. my jealousy kind of uh, quietened down. I, I sound like Daniel playing, I don't like people, I there's a competition in me, I want other people to fail. Um, but I think jealousy just points you the direction but that you, you want feel, to go. But maybe your jealousy is not jealousy, maybe you feel that you should be more successful. Yeah. Is but, that what it was? And that, that can kill you. Well, it, well it, no. Because the savage eye, let's say it was, never... It was like I wanted to be hanging out with you in 96, but you, you don't... not meet you then. Well... 97. By the way, you were, you were one of the few people who were at, was kind was nice and talked to me, even, like, though, even though it was a fucking asshole. No. But the point is that I wanted to hang out, you know, I mm. wanted to hang out with people like you, but not having done any work. But can I also say that, that, would, that would have been fine, but in those days, we weren't hanging around with each other clicking. Yeah. So it was me and Tommy and Darren yeah. and all. We were on the piss. Yeah, yeah. And we were gigging, we were having the crack. I know. I remember, I remember. But, but I, wasn't, I wasn't in your league at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the do, week, do, do you see but, what I'm trying to say? But I'm, I'm also saying you didn't have to be in our league. It wasn't that situation. It wasn't like, who the fuck's your man? You're not even a fucking comic like us. It was none of that. No, but you weren't like that. But I think other people naturally were because there is a hierarchy. I mean, if, you, if, you, if some fucking guy has just started comedy wants to hang around with well-established comedians, it's like, mate. Well, just you know, keep this, your fucking head down, do the work, and if you're good enough, it'll happen organically. But don't try and fall. Like, I'd see you at the bar and I'd be going. <laughs> you know. But I have this image in my head, right? That uh, Malcolm in the Middle did an episode where the mother thought she was a brilliant ballroom dancer. Right. right? Like, she was, like, brilliant spinning and yeah. dipping. But all along, one of the sons was recording her on the videotape. Yeah. And that's the end of that show where she's actually standing on people's toes and right. she's falling. Yeah. So I imagine that's what happened with you in the bar. You probably thought that people, <laughs> which you were probably hammered. Yeah. And we were making up your own fucking story. Oh, completely, Jason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, so no, definitely. no. So that, that image was just us and you going, how is we going, how are you doing, Dave? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you walking off going, what the fuck, they fucking hate me. Oh, no, no, no. But I was too, I was overly, I know, I was completely alcoholic and drinking and, and, and mm. being overly familiar and over friendly and thinking I'm on the level uh, as uh, at the same level as you guys. And just burning every fucking bridge possible. But if you never did... Or for, sorry, if you only ever did a Savage Eye, that's enough. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Like, that's a fucking amazing show. Yeah, it was, it was good. Do you know what I mean? Good. But it's still good. It mm. hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
But then, yeah, so I, but I see, like, I'm sitting with, let's say, John Bishop, right? Mm. Who I know very well. Right. I sat in a fucking uh, bar in with John Bishop when nobody knew who the fuck he was. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a shitty little, well, it was a great show. It was only like 40 people. But he's, he's, I've been out there, I started before him. Do you know what I mean? But I, but he's gone up and up and past me and up and arenas and yeah, arenas yeah. and massive and wealthy and huge things. But he's he's gone to this level where it's like it's it's transcends, isn't it? It's people go to support him. It's like a football team or something. Well, John says, and like a lot of people say, he says like you know half the people in this room don't even know. I've never even seen me do it. Mm. They just they go because it's, it's a great occasion. Mm. And John's very likable. But if you as a as a performer, an actor, a musician, or anything. If you're looking at somebody else's career and trying to get there, if that's you're going to destroy yourself. Well, I, I, I mean, I would, I would say, uh, well, destroy. But I think if, if you, it just tells you the direction that you're wanting to go in. And if you're not taking the incremental steps required to head there, mm-hmm. then sh- either shut the fuck up or yeah. do the hard work. You have to do the work. Yeah. You have to put the gigs in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, what What is that phrase like? Does they say like you, you can't sit in front of a fire and expect the heat without the fuel. You know what I mean? People would say, mm. oh, I'll put the fuel in after, I want the heat now. Yeah, right, right. That's a bit like yeah, yeah. all the YouTubers now that don't want to do it. <laughs> they just want to fucking come on and just go, five minutes, fucking... But at the same time, um, I can never do what you do, you can't do what I do, no. Dara can't do what I do, I can't do what Dara does. Because yeah. comedy's very personal. You know, yeah. it's, it's the... Like, look at Tommy, like the... The, the fucking stuff that's oozing out of him when he's talking. If I went on stage with Tommy set, didn't tell anybody, yeah. and tried to do it, it just wouldn't be able to do it as well. Yeah. Because it's coming from Tommy's soul. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of, and even Jimmy Carr, who's a one-liner, and people go, I can do that. It's still Jimmy doing it. Yeah, he's very, I mean, I remember seeing Jimmy first and that, that delivery, that delivery style was mm. is perfect. So I what, can, what, oh, can I say one yeah. quick thing? Because I love this. I, so in Leighton Live in Edinburgh, people may know about it. It's the old Leighton Live, as we call it. Burned which was, down. Which was burnt down. And, um, By Karen Corn. Yeah. And we'd, <laughs> we'd, we went there, and you basically died in your arse. That's what, you, that's what you, they heckle the fuck out of you. But I seen Jimmy Carr do his first night there, and he came out in a white suit, <laughs> and he had a clipboard, and they went mental at him, going, you fucking <laughs> bastard, fuck you, you puffed her, all this shit. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And he's standing there, and he just stood there, and he said nothing. And yeah. he's on, this is his first one of his first gigs in, yeah, yeah. in 1997 or so, 98. And it's amazing. And they, they're shouting and shouting. And then they stop shouting. And then they yeah. say, shut. And then they say nothing. And his first word out of his mouth was, okay, we all finished. Yeah, right, right. And that amazing. was that. Jimmy was Well, they, I, I, I saw uh, Daniel Kitson and Ross Noble in Leighton Live, and they were like magicians. MCing together, were they? They were MCing. They were like, they were like um, uh, yeah, fucking, we, uh, you know, what, what are those guys in Lord of the Rings? Gandalf. What did, what did, what did you call wizards? those? Wizards. Wizards. Comedy wizards. Well, Daniel we, Kitson. We did, Jesus Christ. We did one. Nothing. Uh, two yeah. nights. It was Daniel Kitson, Ross Noble, me and Adam Hill. But you were on that level. I mean, you were, you, you like came on. Like, I remember as a fan, what, in all these committees, and you just went, <laughs> just like a fucking rocket. But that's it was what fucking the, amazing. That was so the beauty I, of Edinburgh then, yeah. though, because Edinburgh was very much fucking, let's fucking just try shit <laughs> out. I remember Simon Munnery, who you can all have a look up, who's a genius, yes. was lying on his back on the stage in Late and Live with a bucket on his stage. I know, I saw this. Going, yeah. how self-indulgent That's right, I remember that. I know, <laughs> I saw, that's right. 
I, I, I still remember that. And people go, yeah, bats, man. How self-indulgent. I know. And he put it, he put on a, he put on a clown's nose and said, "I'm an Australian comedian." And he started doing all kinds of different things. He's, he's a genius. Do you know what? There's a, there's a, there's a footage. Like Karen. Yeah, it's funny. I remember all of that stuff. Karen yeah. Corrin put up a, a best of late or best of late in life debts, if you know what I mean. And there's a bit where I don't know who's on stage. Where, where, was, where would that be? Oh, you, I think that's on YouTube, and you can find it. Okay, well, we'll get, just hold that one. Um, because there's nothing more exciting than to see it's like, it's like an arena in Rome where you know yeah we're all like, dying like, like in late in live though but it, it it was really something else. well now and again it would, it would be kind of it might be the comic dying but silence and then just two fellas just yeah. going at him but this one was like you know Christians to the lions and the Romans just screaming but what were you, what were you just going to say well I can't remember who was on stage right. but a glass comes flying <laughs> at him yeah. right oh yeah and he ducks yeah. and then it cuts to uh, Russell Brand. And Fiona Lockman, who's uh, uh, Australian, Australian, brilliant. Yeah. The two of them are sitting on the steps talking, and the glass comes smashing over their heads. It actually went through the stage yeah. and hit the stairs. And what, what other, where, where, where else uh, do you play regularly? Do you, do you play in the States or Canada or? No, I mean, I, I did a bit in New York and all, it was great crack. But the thing was, I never, it was like, I, I had a little family, so I wasn't able to do New York. Mm. I wasn't able to do America. Because mm. America's ruthless. It's like, can't have any family. you got to go over there on your own. And you've got to set yourself up that way. And you have to gig this shit as gigs your life in the middle of nowhere forever. So it's very hard to do America. Unless you're famous already for something else. Right, 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 right. Um, so, but I pity because I loved gigging for Americans. Mm. They were fucking great. So I was in New York. I was gigging. I asked somebody with something. Because they never talked to people in the audience. The, the, the Americans... <laughs> when I was in Montreal, right? It's so intense, Montreal, right? The comics have got, you know, they got a 20 minute bit. Got my 20 minute bit. Yeah, got yeah. My 10 minute it's bit. Very business. 10 right? minute bit. Yeah. It's got to, you've got to be. And I, we were doing a gala, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was an American in the, in the fucking dressing room, right? And he's sitting in the dressing room. He has his agent and he has a life coach with him. And his life coach is going, You're going to do well. You're going to do the best. Ah, and he's, now we're in this fucking room with him. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck? And he's gone, you've got to be the best. It's going to be the best thing ever. You're going to do really well. They're saying this in front of you? Yeah. Jesus but Christ. But you're the Americans. They don't give a fuck. So Eddie goes. Dies in his hole. Absolutely. <laughs> he goes back in. And <laughs> the life coach goes, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. Don't worry. You didn't do it. <laughs> Not this time. But Fucking I have, hell. Oh, but here's another kind of thing. Did, I hope, this you, is did, what I need I hope you, you did well, by the way. I did great. Great. I hope that you... Uh, you did great, you did great, you did great. I did great. I probably did shit. Maybe the life coach was telling me I did great. No, no. Joan Rivers was hosting the show. Okay. And Joan Rivers was out there. And I am... Um, and the reason why I did well is because this reason. I was going, fucking gala. So, and they're all going, boobity, 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 boom. So I, I only had a piece that I had to do, do a boobity, boobity, boom. I wasn't able to do my usual magic because they wouldn't give me time. So Joan Rivers is hosting and she goes out. I was having a little chat beforehand, whatever. She goes out onto the stage and she's doing her gags. She goes, ladies and gentlemen, next up, the amazing Greg Araldo, right? And I come out, right? <laughs> and pass her. And I stand there in front of all the audience <laughs> going, there's like two and a half thousand and whatever. I go, eh, I'm not Greg Araldo, right? And yeah. all I hear in the wind. He's dead, by the way. He's dead, by the way, yeah. Mm -hmm. great. And he was a great comic. Mm -hmm. In comes Joan inside of my ear and onto the stage. <laughs> just in my ear. She goes, stop, 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 stop. Right to me, and she goes, I'm so fucking sorry. Like, this is brilliant. She's holding me, and she goes, I should be dead. 
I shouldn't be alive right now. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm a fucking mess. She goes, look at me. Most of me is plastic, including my fucking brain. <laughs> so she goes, you go off and I'll give you the best intro ever. Oh, that's fucking amazing. So I went off and she did, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Ireland, she did a huge St. Jason burn. And of course, I just stormed it. Oh, fucking know? amazing. But good old John Rivers. Um, Jason, I'm mindful of the fact that you... We've done, we, we, no, we want to do... We, we, we want to do... Um, yeah, it's, it's... I really appreciate you... Doing uh, coming over because you drove from um, the Nall, the Nall, which is not called the Nall. It's called Nall, mm-hmm. but nobody can say Nall. And um, you say, and we you have it, but you, but you're doing Edinburgh this year, um, and you've got like what eight eight gigs or ten gigs or how uh, many many night, nights are you doing? That's exactly all the noises that you need to be making about this Edinburgh coming up. What? Because it's not the festival. Yeah. It's. It's 12 gigs booked in, maybe, but if anything changes, they get cancelled because of the restrictions. And are they running at full capacity? No, no half no. capacity. So, exactly yeah, more yeah. noise, yeah. yeah. Karen Corn has run the first four, and they're they're fitting 400. No, Shit. 200. Right. No, three. No, two. Well, maybe 100. Right. That's what we've been told. Literally, okay. that. And then the other eight are in the place called the Corn Exchange, which holds 400, and we might be able to... Well, uh, Jason Byrne, the biggest selling act biggest. in the biggest comedy festival in the world. I spent it all now because, you know. You, um, no, but it, it's a genuine pleasure to Thanks, meet Dave. you. And thank you very, 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 very much. I know much. Dave a long time. I didn't Yeah, meet. well, you know, he's... And thanks for listening, Dave. Because you're not getting better at it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So what did you say? Do you know what I mean? I don't know what you said. Because <laughs> like, Jim Owen, you can look at him as well. Actually... Go. He's, he's, a, he's a really nice bloke, yeah. Jim Owen. And, very, and what very people nice can man. do is go to Jim Owen right now, go to jimowen.com and watch this bit of footage because Dave was talking about it earlier on. When you're in you know, a group of people and someone's telling a story, but you're not listening to their story because you're trying to get your story ready. And go on, and what's his... What's his That's th- what he says. That's what he says in the stand-up. Okay. And he goes, and then as soon as you're telling your story, you know, nobody's listening to your story because they're trying to get their story ready. <laughs> well, I mean, but I've seen this in action, Jason, whereby, you know, I've got something in my head and then mm. and I ask you, sorry, I interrupt you. And then what I'm saying is less uh, interesting than what you've been. And I've seen that. It's fucking embarrassing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jason. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.